on this segment of Pro Football Ireland, we look ahead to the second, the penultimate game of the year. Wow. On our last full non-Vegas podcast of the year, Michael McQueen, uh, Marco and James Scal looking ahead to the NFC Championship between the San Francisco 49ers team. All of us thought we're going to get there. And frankly, a team that have been around and around since before COVID with this coaching staff to an extent against the Detroit Lions. My God, I was 11 months old the last time Detroit won a playoff game until last week. I've been using that mark for a long time now. But this is such an intriguing game because I do not get the disrespect on the name of the San Francisco 49ers at the minute. They did not have a great game against Green Bay. They probably should have lost that game. I completely agree. But true champions, true winners, and I'm sure James will tell us in a few minutes as well, if you're down and out and you still find a way to create your create your way through the result, nobody's going to matter. Or nothing's going to matter when that first down happens on Sunday. For me, I think what the Lions have done this season, Mark, is incredible i think some of the draft decisions they've made this year never mind the fact that jamar games is like a, an x factor in this offense is superb i think dan campbell is by far the coach of the year for what he has done not just to that franchise but to the city but i think the niners are the better team and we'll talk about it in depth here but the one thing i will say mark before i give you the microphone is the lions have let in almost 360 passing yards per game since the playoffs started two home games and they are yet to face CMC Christian McCaffrey. So for all the, the like the Lions have been superb, and I expect them. And this is a key factor here, Mark. I expect the Lions. They brought in a your old guy Zach Ertz this week. See if he gets activated. I expect them to go to Levi's and put up a thirty burger. The question is, will that be enough? I think not. But an admirable season from Detroit, who I think will <laughs> fall at the final hurdle, and I could only hope. Because I have to fly, I have to drive to North Dublin and go to bed before going to work. And if I wake up and history has been made, I swear to God, I'm <laughs> going to lose the head, Mark. Tell me I'm wrong. Go for it. I, I, I don't think I can tell you you're wrong. I think I'm definitely pulling for the 49ers in this one. But the big difference is Devo Samuel. Like, we don't know as we record this. I don't think we will know. But I think he's going to be a massive difference. He missed three games. This season, they lost all three. He's worth a yard per play for the San Francisco 49ers. So, and like, what does it mean? Like, we've talked in this podcast. It's like, it's funny hearing your own voice saying it. But I remember we were saying, like, what is that offense? It's like, you have Christian McCaffrey just waiting there. You have Brandon Ayuk lined up to the right. You have, obviously, George Kittle. But it's that Debo Samuel movement that reveals the defense to Brock Purdy, that motion before the snap. That's what's missing, and that's the massive key to this whole thing. Because now, all of a sudden, it's like you can double up on a Brandon Ayuk. You don't like you can focus more on your Christian McCaffrey. So, like, it makes a massive difference because he's been said for forever. He's such a unique player, and guys, he's like he's like Cooper Cup. It's like there's certain guys in the NFL that you can you have to change the whole defensive structure just for them. And while Christian McCaffrey is obviously the guy, it's set up by Debo Samuel. So, I mean, that's a massive boon if he's out, if he's in. like that. I think that's going to be the real telling point of the game, whether he's going to be in it or not, Michael. And just, just going on that, James, Jared Goff, the underdog, goes comes back to a championship game, the chance to sort of rewrite history and get back to the Super Bowl. And that was a bad game that night. Remember that? Jeez, swept. I mean, yep. it was like going away. <laughs> it was that. Cool. Um, 
an average of 6.7, only 6.7 yards per attempt against a Bucks defense that is ranked, was, was ranked 29th in the NFL against the pass. Golf didn't play that well, and now he has to go to San Francisco. It's going to be yeah. interesting to watch, man. Yeah, I think for me, for me, like that's I know everyone look at Detroit and they look at Dan Campbell, and they'll form huge reasons as to why everyone's getting behind them. But like Jared Goff got turfed out of the Rams, whether we like it or not. Um, they got they turfed him out. They said your surplus to requirements. We don't need you anymore. You can't win a Super Bowl. They they got Matt Stafford, and ultimately they're proven right. <laughs> the Rams proven right. <laughs> Stafford won the Super Bowl, but I, I would like Goff. I'd love to see Goff win one, just for kind of that, that, that just to get his, it would be the ultimate payback and the ultimate comeback story, if you ask me. Um, like, they're, they're what, they're ranked third in passing. So it's not as if he's been no slouch. It's not, it's not as if he's been carried in any sense by anybody. So I think that, like, he's got his weapons too. And uh, we, we, you named Debo, you named uh, CMC, you named Kittle, Ayuk. But, like, look at, like, look at Gib, 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 I couldn't say Gib. Excuse me. <laughs> Look at Gibbs, <laughs> Reynolds, Saint Brown. Like they've got their own weapons, so I, I think it's going to be a very, very tough matchup. Um, you're right in the same what you're saying, Mark. Debo Samuel is is that kind of X factor. Like you took the words completely on the mouth about the the pre snap motions. It just it it creates a blueprint or even a a picture for Brock Purdy, who I don't think is getting the respect. And that's that's I think that's the major reason for me why when the public or the media look at the Niners and don't give them enough respect is because they're looking at their quarterback and they don't have him in the same bracket as, as obviously Mahomes and Lamar or even Goff. But ultimately he's, he's they're getting they're getting results. Now the narrative was in the year when Debo was missing and uh, you know when CMC was missing they were losing games. Brock couldn't get it done. I just think it's, it's the case that people in the media want to hate on him more than they want to praise him. So like it's it's a big game for him. If he comes through this game, gets into a Super Bowl, that's it. Conversation's over. Brock is elite. It's 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 that simple, right? But the Rangers have two things. They have a, a, a great passing offense and a great rushing offense. They've got super balance. So it's hard for the Lions to contract all this all at once. So I don't know how they're going to do it because they, they have been giving up points. Like Tampa Bay are, you know, respectfully speaking, they're average at best. If you come out 9-8 and eight of a season, you are average. That's just reality. You're average. If you can't get a double figures at a minimum, you know, that means you've been taken down a peg or two by average teams also. So the way they performed, not hectic. <laughs> to say not hectic so ultimately it's it's a question you already asked previously was which players are going to make the big difference in the AFC it's a question of quarterbacks but I think now in the NFC it's a question of running backs it's the CMC versus Gibbs like that's what I'm, I can't I can't wait to see it because the O-lines have been performing fierce well look at the way the in fairness the Lions O-line played against Tampa you know they made close to Vita Vea like which is hard to do <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean so there's there's a lot of how do I say mini battles that that's going to happen on, on this game that will decide it. I can't really pick one major battle, but if I was to pick one, it'd be running back versus running back. Who can get more yards and, and TDs up? Uh, Michael, how much, how much time do we have to preview the game? Because as James is talking there, I'm like, oh crap, we haven't even scratched the surface because there is so much to we, talk we, about. We've got like, we've got like, we, we, we've definitely <laughs> got a solid eight minutes and you've definitely brought this into an interesting fact. I want to shout out to the Niners who emailed me. I want to shout out because they're listening. I know it's not in Ireland, but they've got a huge watch party in Leeds. And I told them to come to Belfast. They're like, you know, if you're in the UK market, okay, well then let's try and work it both ways here. Come to Belfast next year. They're doing a watch party at two in the morning. What are they at? Happy days. I will say this. There's a podcast, Mark, with the Niners lads, the Irish VFL. I spoke to a few of the boys. It's on. It's on. You can listen to it now. Great lads. And very big supporters of us. And I, that's why I wanted to get them on just to thank them. But Mark, I'll tell you what, from chatting to them, they're confident. They're very confident. 
I mean, they're always they're obviously going to be confident, but I did not get any nervousness at all from them. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll win. and I'm like, okay, huh? Yeah, fair play to the boys. The good guys uh, appreciate all of them. They're always at our events. They're good guys. Um, they should be nervous to a certain extent, right? I mean, it is an <laughs> NFC Championship game. James is after saying there about the run, and it is, it's a fascinating part, and you're dead right, James. It is the part of the game. Because uh, there's there's different levels to it. Dan Campbell, when he was appointed, like, the running game is clearly important to him because he wanted, you know, to win, like, a, a tough-nosed football team. And it's that really good ground game that sets up the pass game so if it's if it's operating well well then it's going to work but yeah like it's funny because these teams are both ranked top five in rushing and defending against the run so it's like yeah how's it going to work and um, when they got rid of jamal williams last year he was obviously really everyone was fond of him in detroit the best thing they could have done was get david montgomery because look he wasn't he only averaged 3.3 yards a carry against the Bucks the other day who were top five ranked themselves but it's a, that change of pace. I mean, fans are calling out for Jamar Gibbs to be the starter. The best thing that probably happened to the Lions was that David Montgomery got injured for those few weeks and you saw Jamar Gibbs as the starter. And now it is really a two-pronged attack. And obviously the change of pace there really helped the Lions when Jamar Gibbs went off for his touchdown. What was it? 33 yards there against the Bucks the other day. But if that can get swallowed up, and I suppose we don't know how the running game is going to look if Jonah Jackson is out. He went off injured the other day. Frank Ragno came back into the game. It's like he surely is going to be dealing with something. So yeah. it's like if the run game can't operate behind the offensive line as well as it needs to, and then obviously the pass game is going to suffer as a result of that, it is going to be obviously interesting from both sides. Of it. But then on the other side, the Lions are ranked third against the run and Christian McCaffrey's going to have to go up against that. And everything that we've said about Dio Samuel not revealing what the defense is doing. So, like, it works on both sides. Like, yeah. the two injuries are crucial. The Debo Samuel and the John Jackson injuries are crucial to both the teams running um, performances this weekend. What do you reckon, Mr. Scal? Has the Wi Fi finally caught you up with you in, in the storm? What is the storm? Storm, storm Jocelyn? Yeah, there's, there's so many storms out. I don't know who's who. <laughs> That's a stitch. <laughs> there's, there's, there's warning into one, you know. So it's, I, uh, uh, no, I, 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 we're talking about. So I obviously mentioned the run, Mark. You're, you're dead right. Injuries can play a big part in in games down the stretch. Um, the deeper one, you know, you only make a statement about about players that uh, if they're missing, it, it could change, you know, the, the outcome of the game. I don't know what I place that much. Obviously, it's, it's important. It's huge. If Debo is missing, could that change the outcome of the game? I think it certainly hampers the Niners. But does it put them from an overwhelming favourite into, does it bring them back to parity? What do you think? I think it's really, I think there's so many factors, personally. I, I was going to talk about Purdy in a second. The fact that, that that sort of brings an element to it as well. You know, like, like and feel free to free you boys to jump in on this. Not to, and we'll come back. I'll certainly come back to that point as well. But eighteen turn. I want to say this: eighteen turnover, seventeen games. And what happened last year in Philly? Like this is his moment now. Like the fact that people mark, especially as well on national television shows this week in the states, are questioning a guy that's taken his team to the NFC Championship game. Is it's. See, yeah, we have to circle back to the Devo thing in a second. But while we're yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about Purdy, I mean, let's go for it. Um. 
I'm watching Instagram yesterday and it was Frank Clark from um, ESPN talking about Brock Purdy and this whole thing. I have been forced all year to hold him up with Josh Allen and with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And I started, I was like, no, no, no. Look, he's on national TV. I understand that he's obviously a big name or whatever. But I'm like, my girlfriend asked me, why don't you agree? And I said, Brock Purdy is a system guy. And the ringer, the ringer is really anti-Brock Purdy as well. Brock Purdy is a system guy. What's wrong with that? Like it's, he is in an, in an offense that asks him to speak English and his first language is English. Just because the other quarterbacks can speak Spanish and French in their offense, he's not being asked to do that. So it's like he is the perfect guy. There's like system quarterback is apparently an insult. It's like it works. We talked about it all year. We've talked about it since last year. And it's like from last year, it was a good news story. I said, like, yeah, he is working with Kyle Shannon. People are also calling Kyle Shannon a Hall of Fame head coach. He needs to win some Super Bowls to do that. And it's like this is how he does it. This is how he proves that he's an offensive guru that like, he has the perfect offense. They are operating for, it's for the first time ever in a playoff game or in a, an NFC championship game with a seventh round quarterback. It's like that is a feat in itself. And I don't know why it has to be so negative. Like, why is the conversation always around the quarterback? It's like he's operating fine. What's wrong? Like, Yeah. Does that annoy you, James? No, it doesn't annoy The slander does annoy me because, like, I, uh, to use my the terminology, like, he's, he's a cog in a wheel. But if you take away that cog, the wheel can come off. That's just reality. You know, he's an, he's an important piece of the whole jigsaw because, you know, he doesn't have the athletic capability that we associate with Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, etc. So so he's not putting that bracket automatically. Right? And I like I love the analogy, Mark, where you're saying about the English, the English offense speaking yeah. English. It's perfect. He does what he's supposed to do. Like, And he's a second-year quarterback heading into his second NFC Championship game. And here we are giving him grief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, there's turnovers. Look, Mahomes in the first year had loads of turnovers. Remember that? You know, so it's not, not a case of um of that that he's he's costing his team, you know, a huge amount of points or turnovers on turnovers, but they're look where they are. NFC championship game, number one seed, playing at home. What's the problem with this? What's the problem? And he, he frees up all the money. They're paying the quarterback position less than anyone okay. in the NFL, yeah. but then as a result they're paying the linebacker position thanks to the massive Fred uh, Warner contract there a couple of years ago they're obviously playing the running back because they have the most expensive one in the NFL like they say oh if you put Brock Purdy into the Chiefs offense he wouldn't be able to operate but as I said at the beginning of the show if you put Lamar into the Chiefs offense apparently he wouldn't be able to operate because that's what Patrick Mahomes is doing so it's like if you're going to give me a like for like please give me a like for like because Josh Allen will probably struggle in that Chiefs offense there's only one quarterback that can do it so like Brock Purdy isn't being asked to lead the Lions team. You know, like he's asked, and do you know what? He probably would because this Jared Goff has become a good news story. If he wins the Super Bowl, people are probably going to th- throw the same accusations at him that, you know, that they, they had the running game that was helping them or whatever. And they, you know, like it, it's not an even playing field. So I understand that he played really poorly, Brock Birdie, for 90% of that game against Green Bay. But guess what? The final 10% when he was needed, that's when he started playing. And they won't. Spot on. Spot on. Just come back on Debo very quickly before we talk about uh, our headaches. Debo missed two games the last time he had a shoulder injury. I think it was week five of the season. They played the Browns. I think Debo plays on Sunday. I think they they, they do like a Steven Gerrard thing and they get an injection. They just fire it in. Yeah. I can't see the argument though, lads, in terms of Shanahan goes all in with the chips. 
and goes, sit you down there and we'll see you in Vegas. And just rest them. But they need him. They asked me for it. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? I actually looked at the injuries for these two teams because I do find it very uh, fascinating. Like in a in a an NFL landscape that we're so used to seeing massive injuries to massive players, like they seem these teams seem to be a couple of the healthiest in the NFL. Obviously, uh, Cleve Raymond, the punt returner for the Lions, has missed the playoffs now. That's kind of been a game changer, and Jonah Jackson. But before that, I couldn't see m- much that they were. Um, were missing off their team. Maybe Emmanuel Mosey, the cornerback, he went out in November. And uh, Voitoy, the offensive lineman, who had already lost the position to Graham Glasgow. On the other side, the 49ers have had two massive injuries. Drake Jackson, the defensive end, and uh, Hufanga, the safety. But other than that, they haven't. And it's like, yeah, it's great for them. <laughs> it's, you know, they're lucky now that they deserve it. The 49ers have been banged up for so long. But we're talking about injuries affecting the game. Equally, the Chiefs and the Ravens can be thrown into that as well that when you see the the Bengals and the Browns have been absolutely decimated by injuries throughout the year, these four teams, and it goes to show the importance of a good training staff behind the scenes, um, have actually been quite fortunate with their injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if we're moving off the game, I have to say something though, because we, we have mentioned to off the top well. and, it's, and it's, been, it's been scratching in my head. Um, when we talk about the books today, getting the big plays against the Lions, like they had that CJ Gardner-Johnson interception very early in the game but after that they were giving up massive plays whether it was a third and 13 or the big baker mayfield run i had to see that interception at the end of the game the game ceiling interception otherwise i'd have massive question marks because they needed to recompose themselves because they were all over the place and when you're going up against the 49ers are they able to get it back on track because that was their thing last year they they invested heavily in the dbs this year and it's been working for them but I did think, like, I, you know, when they win, you kind of forget that. But, like, watching the game, they gave yeah. up way too many big plays. So on one of the two of you were after mentioning the numbers that they gave up against the books. That's not going to work. Like, that was a, a book side. Like, it is a huge jump in op- opposition that they're going to be playing this week. Uh, they, Kyle Shannon will be able to pick that apart um, through adjustments during the game. I think if you give Don Campbell a three point seven point game with five minutes to go he'd bite your arm up to be honest with you. I, I I think he would yeah. as much as as much as he says, you know, it's one of those things. Uh right, I think we like this is how good this week we could talk about this for hours. We could, but let's just give a pick. I'm taking the Niners. I'm gonna be boring and say it's a Ravens Niners Super Bowl. James, who's your pick for this Niners game? Jesus. Um <laughs> my heart my heart is telling me I'd I like I'd love to see the Lions go ahead. Uh, for obvious reasons, or just for the franchise, for the city, for you know, for Dan Campbell, etc. But my head can't look past the Niners. I just can't. They're just, they're just too. They're not a juggernaut. They're just too strong in 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 every in every facet of the game. And I I can't see them. You know, if they if they give up three fifty against Tampa, you know, the Niners and and one forty or fourteen fifty on the ground, you're going to give up probably five fifty six hundred total yards against the Niners. Even even with a top rank defense, you know, even with a top rank defense. I have to go Niners. I'm going to say by three. Marcus, you've already picked the Chiefs. I am not. Well, you know what? If it was the Chiefs Super Bowl, I'll I'll take sitting for the week in Vegas. So Very surprised if you go with Lions here. Really? Look at the hand of Jim. He's definitely yeah. No, there's no way. No, uh, it's fu- kind of funny because Jason has been able to remind us that he picked Baltimore, Detroit at the beginning of the year, which is obviously way more difficult to than my uh, San Francisco versus the Chiefs but I think I have to say that now we do have to think of ourselves in Vegas if we get the Ravens it's going to be why did no one offer MVP Lamar 
a contract. If it's the Chiefs, it's going to be as Taylor Swift going to be there. If it's the 49ers, it's going to be this Brock Purdy narrative over and over and over again. Whereas like you're saying, James, it's a pure feel-good story. The resurgence of Detroit yeah. through Dan Campbell, the three-year plan, just how efficiently they got like the likes of your Jared Goffs playing. It's a feel-good story if the Detroit Lions get there. So I think everyone's going to be rooting for them. But this time last year, I really desperately wanted to see a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. So I'm kind of hoping that we get to do it this year. But uh, For me, I want to see Baltimore, San Francisco. I've, I've never seen the Niners play. So Yeah, do you know, I fully, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of as well. I was like, which teams haven't I seen? But again, we have to make note. And this was true before um, the Chiefs-Bills game was even played the other day. We'll have seen one of these teams, the AFC side, play in Europe this year. Yeah, for real. It's uh, We've seen the Ravens in London. And I think for NFL UK fans, and Jason talked about this around when we were going off to those games, it is really special that we got to see a Super Bowl con- participant in uh, Europe, this side of the water, this year. Yes, sir. Anywho, finally, finally, because I know Mr. Skell has to go make the tay. Um <laughs> I'm just, one like you, you can go you can be as short or as long as you want I'm going to be very very short players or a player that will cause a team a headache this weekend imagine this the game starts against the Chiefs in M&T Bank Stadium the Ravens start from the 25 yard line Lamar Jackson huge pass down the field to Odell Beckham crowd goes mild wild not mild and they go up the field and Lamar tosses it over to Mark Andrews who takes it in for a touchdown. I think Mark Andrews is going to come back and have two touchdowns against the Chiefs. Remember this moment. Don't bet on anything I said, folks. Please, 18 plus be gamble aware. James, what do you recommend? Headache? Just Taylor Swift in general or player-wise, we're joking. Look, come here. At the start, I liked her. I'm sick of her now. I won't like Oh, it's thank God. I'm not in this boat on my own. Here, do you know what, though? I have to say... Obviously, they're finally realizing that Taylor Swift is too much. Now they're turning into Jason Kelsey. If you're a Chiefs player and you see all this coverage for an Eagles fan that was in the stand, that has to be driving you crazy. There must be some bit of animosity. Like, that's insane. Because it's like, we can't keep talking about Taylor Swift. So we'll we'll use Jason Kelsey to get to Taylor Swift. It's insane what's going on there. It's excessive. Bring him along with the celebrity friends, Carol Delevingne. You know, Blake Lively. I'm like, what is going on, man? Just, just what? Give us <laughs> the sport we love. Let the boys play. Let the boys and play. it's been the it's been the final straw. In look, I love Mahomes. Think it's fantastic to watch him play, and especially this year. But it does seem to be there has to be a straw that breaks the camel's back, and it seems to be Taylor Swift. Like people are so against. Now, some people didn't really like him in the TV show Quarterback this year. I don't know how I really liked him. My girlfriend was not into it at all. You didn't like him in Quarterback. I, as, I, as I said last week or the week previous I thought he was a prick <laughs> I liked him I liked him I, I, I will say this for anybody listening I like how it's getting people like maybe people that may not have watched the game before into it that's great I think that's awesome just what I mean is stop showing her every highlight yeah. show her once or twice yeah, I have to like, say Jesus Mahomes, Christ like, Mahomes is a really thing the fire's on and falling asleep oh there's Taylor Mahomes is really saying in press conferences and I don't want to like toot my own horn now saying that like I've been at multiple Mahomes press conferences I think Lamar is a harder like you know he has 
he has an attitude, <laughs> you know, that kind of way. Like, he's really cool, whereas Mahomes will give you an answer because he obviously understands the media needs to do their job too, whereas Lamar is quite strict. No, I'm not giving it. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Here, I actually Sorry. didn't give my headache. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah, give my headache. So, it's, like, in a literal sense, it'll be Lejarius Sneed. I think a lot will come down to his performance in the game. But as well as Aiden Hutchinson, he has obviously three sacks. He just sacked the last eight to the beforehand. Um, obviously, big part of the narrative. I saw something that said that Jared Goff is the most recognizable face in Detroit at the moment. I suppose you have to also give credit to the likes of Aiden Hutchinson, what he's done. And I think within the state, obviously, growing up there, going to college, being on the team, what does that count for? You know, we're used to our Irish sports. Can't wait for the, the league to be back now this weekend, go and go, watch a bit of football in person. But, like, we know the power of your home and what does that what does it count for in America for a likes of Aiden Hutchinson in this game up Glenn up Glenn thanks for the reminder boys I've seen your tweet about the hurling as well the weekend Mr. Scal I see everything finally before we go two different questions firstly is both to Mr. Scal James uh, what's the situation like on Sunday like is this like a go to bed wake up or, the, or get through Monday and secondly we'll not go into too much detail but we're hoping you might pop on for 10 minutes whenever we're in Vegas. Is is, is, is that going to become a, an opportunity, do we think? That's the, so what, what day is he going to do it? I feel like Wednesday, the day after the meeting. I'll, I'll put it into the running order now. Well, no. Wednesday is going to be our AFC Championship game preview. So if you want to come on for that, Thursday we'll have our NFC Championship game. Um, Team. Is there, so yeah. do, you, do, you, do you mind if I'm just sitting beside a pool? No. Here, do so what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll away, put Jay. you at the bottom of the screen like this like a little square above like we're here and we've got a man from Galway joining us Mr. James, James yeah. to me it makes absolutely no sense to be going away this time of year like it kills me for the rest of the year because I'm using up all my holidays for someone to opt to go away in February what's the decision there oh come here let's, let's just be very very clear with this I did not opt to do anything <laughs> I, 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 I was someone opted on my behalf and she's five foot six. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, is it not half term in the south the same week as the north? Like the week after that? Yeah. No, we have to bank holidays, all we have. In fact, we hold on. I have no idea. I don't yeah. know, I don't know what this is. Was ever a way to unite this island, boys? Bank it's the Bridges Day. It's the Caldera Bank Holiday. It's the Bridges Day is a bank holiday. It's not the since north, last year. Since last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the podcast. Let's be frank with you. I had no choice. I had no choice no matter. And look, come here. Happy wife, happy life. So I'm going along with that. It's true. It's true. So, and that um, was your AFC Championship and NFC Championship game preview, Michael. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can hear more of Mr. Scahill uh, on Friday Night in Galway. James, looking forward to it, mate. Uh, I'll try and pass in the Capitagal on the way there from Armagh, and I will try and beat the horn at the toll bridge or something. But here, thank you, James. And I, I know we'll get thanking you properly in a couple of weeks with really great crack this season we've one more to go hopefully please god and see you on friday thanks for taking the time as well and everybody listening to this enjoy the weekend because before you know it we're going to have one game left and, uh, come to our tour if you get a chance linktr.e slash nfl ireland slanga foil have a good one